0: So, how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm AJ Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome everybody to Cash Flow to Freedom, the podcast where we talk about financial freedom through real estate, business. And how to achieve it. First of all, as always, we have my trusted co-host Rock. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Had a lot of interviews lately for the podcast, so it's nice to have you back and do more of a subject-oriented podcast. Which you know, these are one of my favorites to do because it's because it, I'm here. Yeah, because you're here. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because you're here, and we get to dive deep into some of the stuff, and it and we talk about and we pick topics that we feel are most important to the listeners, which is why today's topic we want to talk about is how to start when you're a nobody.
1: And- uh, I feel violated. Let me just come out (laughs) and say that you're calling me a nobody.
0: And uh, this is a hard one because I think this is where everybody feels. They literally feel like, I can't start because I'm a nobody, right? Or how am I supposed to do it? Or how am I supposed to go forward? And it's there's there's so much confusion and lack of understanding of, or in lack of clarity of um, path of execution. Because it, no, we're really not trained through school, our parents, anybody, how to create wealth. It's not something that is understood in our society, which is crazy because we live in a capitalistic society. It runs off that single premise, wealth creation. So that's our topic. And I I think when we start looking at starting and if we think about, you know what it takes, how it does, I think one of the first problems that a lot of people have is perspective. They vastly, overestimate the upside and they vastly underestimate the work and the time that it takes to achieve any kind of upside. And the, one of the things that I think the reason for that is, is in the United States, we have a narrative that follows the hero, right? of capitalism, the entrepreneurship, and how that happens and how that works, how that gets started. And the media and people like that, they, they play off this narrative. like we started in a garage and then we became a billion dollars. but no one ever talks about what actually made them work. And so all anything helpful is left out of the narrative. Like the work, like the, the tactical, the tactical, the work, the time, or the fact that there happened to be also a thousand other people at the exact same time doing it. None of which you hear of and what set those apart and what didn't, you know, it's some, this is something we talk about all the time because it's so fascinating for me is execution on startups, investing, and what sets people apart that it it doesn't work and it, or the ones that it does.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on like a lot of like if you're talking like the big hits, it would be be timing and where you're at in history. Because like like you listen to Warren Buffett talk about how, like he was he was he's so lucky with his timing and where he was born and all those things, and that worked out for him. But if you're in today's day and age and you're looking at starting out, I think the main the main components outside of timing and obviously being aware of like where technology and like we're in the biggest shift towards like uh, futuristic technology, like social media platforms, the transition on phones, the transition on VR and, and AR AI. Yeah. And all those things, I think outside of that, like it really comes down to like a perspective of, of understanding around what you're good at. And how to build a better vehicle to do what you're good at, it, like yeah, you, like what I'll you've like done that. with storage. Like, yeah. there's a lot of dudes who own storage that are good with their faci- their facility, and they're happy making whatever they make at their one facility. But you guys have taken that you you and that you recognize that with storage, you said okay, hey, this is my thing, and you guys realize that there's benefits to it. But what you but what you did beyond that is you started to look at The technology behind it, the associations behind it, the insurance behind it, how to acquire more of them and build a system to maintain them all. And if you're going to be, if if you're starting from nothing, having the the foresight to say, oh, this is where I'm at with one, but here's what it could become. And yeah, you can't see all of it, but you knew with one, I could get two or three or and that's kind of how you you don't really know anything going forward. But like the Steve Jobs quote, when you look back, you're like, oh, that's how it all pieces together.
0: It's so true and you bring up a good point like so much of this what people perceive as just luck which there's a huge amount of, and the and the bigger the hits are normally speaking the more luck is involved
1: yeah, Right. or or it's not it's luck but it's time it's just timing
0: it, it's timing exactly and it's recognizing opportunities within the timing yeah like right? zoom like you hear yeah. this
1: the zoom thing yeah it's worth it's worth more than all the airlines right now yeah zoom which was worth nothing like two months ago, timing,
0: timing, exactly the
1: best timing in history possibly. Yeah. So,
0: and this mix of timing and opportunity is, I think one of the first things that people fail at is they're affected very much by culture. And so I, I teach finance at the school as well as rock does. And if you ask, you know, the kids, you know, what they want to be a huge percent of them say, Oh, YouTubers. And so they're all going to chase that. Right. The timing on that's gone. The timing on that's gone, and none of them have opportunity in it. But that's how society perceives, right? In their grade and age, that you make it.
1: But two thousand nine, if you yeah. could get on YouTube in 2009 oh. and just produce content, yeah, just you would have. You don't you even need to it. be good. Yeah, you'd have hundreds of hundreds of thousands of subscribers if you just were consistent and you and you were decent.
0: But the reason, the problem with that is is that when that opportunity existed
1: you don't know it nobody
0: saw it yep. because what's youtube right and so this is the fundamental thing that you got to realize is our perception and what it dictates is predicated on what's already passed so when you look and say oh yeah you know you hear people oh he's going to be the next steve jobs that doesn't make sense for a multitude of reasons or you know oh i'm going to build the next biggest social media thing. Like these are all past things. They've already gone by. That's not where the future opportunities lie and the future, you know, huge entrepreneurial billionaires, whatnot, they're working on things that most of us don't even know really anything about because they're figuring things out. And so there's two paths that you can take in entrepreneurship, which something else we talk about all the time. Not all entrepreneurs are the same, right? So entrepreneurship, you have the the focus where you have the guys that just love one thing,
1: they're and more they're, of a visionary.
0: Yeah, they're more of a visionary. They're literally like, don't oh, put that I in your Instagram this. bio, though. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cringe. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah. And uh, so, in the, in the problem with that is they're only visionary in hindsight, right? Steve Jobs may not have ever made it. In fact, too, most of what made Steve Jobs was venture capitalist. It wasn't Steve Jobs and yeah. Steve on uh, Wozniak, which you know. There's, I don't know why that would be controversial, but a lot of people think that it is for some reason, but it's, it's not. The, the VCs had the capital and infrastructure and they came and built a business out of an idea, right? So if you're starting out, like, is your goal to change the world, like people say? Is that really your goal? Or do you feel pressured by society that you need to say that? And do you really have opportunities like that? So it's changing your perspective on what you're good at, the timing of what people are, what trends are starting, where they're going, right, as well as your ability to execute on that thing. There's tons of things that I may have seen when I was 19 that would be amazing that I could have never done, period, because I had no skill or aptitude for those things.
1: Yeah, I think it's like the difference between like like a visionary entrepreneur and a businessman entrepreneur. And there's a lot of businessman entrepreneurs that I would say have a higher success rate, like their probability of success is higher because their ideas, like you said at the beginning, is they're founded more in reality. They have a better perspective on that because like- It's
0: tactical, it's measurable. Yeah.
1: It's- Well, and, and with a vision, like, like let's just say Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg even acknowledges that he did not, that he knew something like Facebook would exist, but he didn't think it would be Facebook. Yeah. That just goes to show like, if you're going to start out from nothing- you should probably have the perspective to understand that you're probably not going to hit the the ball into the atmosphere. You need to figure out how to be consistent. And I think if you can be consistent for a long period of time, that's where you're going to get the massive level of success. You know, like a good example is like these people selling masks. I get so many people saying, oh yeah, I'm going to start selling masks. I'm like, and and I guess I, I had the opportunity to, and like way before most of these people did. And my thought was, well, why would I jump into something that's not what I'm doing. Why wouldn't I just double down more on what I'm currently doing, focus on the next 10 years? Because eventually, yeah, my, my thing might not be a home run for the next eight to 10 years. But in 10 years, if it is a home run yeah. and like Nike wants it or something, so, so a gigantic company wants it, or maybe I am the gigantic company. That wasn't because of that moment in time. It was the culmination of the decade.
0: And, and that comes into the next thing when you're starting out. And two, once again, we are talking real estate, anything, it, this doesn't matter. This aligns to everything. When you're starting out the road and pathway to achieve what you want is probably dramatically different than whatever you envisioned.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I, I,
0: I say all the time, I never would have guessed that I would have been in storage. That way. It's not like I came out and I was like, I'm going to be in storage. Now, timing opportunity how that all worked and I could recognize those. and so we, we we moved into that but it took forever and it was never like oh this is going to be a home run you know what I mean it just it wasn't like that it was it took time it took
1: and and if you think about like the way you guys grew you guys nailed the timing that was the reason you guys we started. started in 2010
0: yeah well so we'd owned storage facilities before the recession but we went all in in 2010 because and, so, and, and this was the thing is you're right that's
1: once in a lifetime timing exactly
0: and and you're right but what people say you know it was great timing but we'd been doing it for years before without any good timing so we had a base to take advantage so anybody you recognize that the opportunity yeah, through that in 2010 in the middle of a recession if you say. Now's the time to start because I have, you know, I see these opportunities. Lots of them you can't take advantage of, but the people that were working for years before without ever getting big opportunity, without everything, they have a foundation that when the opportunities arise, they can take advantage of.
1: Dude, hundred percent, and I think that like that's the testament to what I'm saying is like, do what you're good at, even if it's not a home exactly. And but you need to understand vehicles because if you're trying to become a billionaire, don't start a like don't start a business that isn't going to get, like doesn't have the magnitude of reach to do that. And okay, I, I'm let, just let's thinking, talk
0: about it. Let's hit this. This is an important thing. So we talk about wealth vehicles. They do different things and they produce different results. Yeah, like
1: you, you can't tie the, the service or company that you're doing to your time. So if you want to be a banker, unless you can leverage Chase Bank as the CEO with shares, yeah. you're probably not going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, if that's your goal. That's your goal. Like we need to align what you're doing with where you're at, with how you're going to get to where you want to be. And I just think a lot of with the
0: opportunities you have, with
1: the opportunities you have. And if you don't have the opportunities, create them. Like there's no reason that you, if you need to go to Harvard to get the job you want or to to get the career path you want, you need to figure out how to get into Harvard. That's part of the life cycle. If you can't get into Harvard, well, then you need to figure out is there another school or is there another path that you need to take? And I think about it with the, with, with my business. Like when, when we sat down, you're like, dude, this isn't going to work. And just to, I don't want to go too far off of uh, talking about the vehicle because you got, you kind of told me, yeah, this is not going to work because the, I was selling t-shirts and the margins weren't right and couldn't scale it, blah, blah, blah. And you, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even realize that my margins, I didn't even know what, I don't even think I realized what margins needed to be or what they were. But when you showed me that, I was like, oh, okay. And then I started to look at more and I figured it out and Then I was able to build my plan based on a foundation of reality and scale that plan. And that's kind of how you can, that's, that's how you do it.
0: And, and two, you bring up such a good point when you say, first of all, when you're looking at, at your life, some people, first of all, think that they don't have any opportunity. That's just. Trash garbage. Don't if you know that's go create them if you don't. Exactly, that's because that's how all opportunities
1: are, dude. I didn't. Would you have? Would you have met with me the first day I met you? Would would, would I have worked with you?
0: I literally told you that I would would never never hire hire you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I tattoos. I was like nineteen. I was dumb, and I literally harassed AJ for weeks, months. Like, dude, like five months. Yeah, and then you. I told you I'd work work for free. Free. Uh huh. Like, dude, people don't get it.
0: And two, and two, you came on because you, well, this is perfect example. You'd been doing this for months. It, it was over six, eight months. And then we had a position open up that we'd never had before.
1: And I started working part-time yep. while I worked my other job. Yes,
0: exactly. And, and then, then you moved to the position full-time. And I,
1: no, I, I left that job making less money. Oh, I was yes. making 600 bucks yes. every two weeks. That's right. And I just jumped. Uh-huh. And I was like, hopefully these guys do, (laughs) like, take me on board. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, but, uh, but I realized this was where the opportunity was for me. There was nothing left back there. Yeah. And I needed to figure out, like, okay, I just need to be around this environment because, like, that's the trajectory I want to go on. And here's the thing, though a lot of people aren't willing to take a couple steps back to go forward. No, not at all. Not at
0: all. Which that is the, you know, and I, I, that is the biggest thing ever. It, when you are building and when you are starting out, for every dollar you want to make, you got to work like $15. It, it's just, it's not the same. I mean, I, w- even when we had become, you know, financially free or when we were trying to build our company and I was making good money, we were working three jobs around the clock. And we were putting money in and not taking it out and not getting it back. And that was when we didn't need to, and we were doing it to try to be sustainable and to grow. And you know, for you look at these opportunities that you have or don't have, and you need to go out and create them. I think though, one of the problems is a lot of people want to force opportunities that don't work for them, right? So let's say the idea
1: in their head, yeah,
0: Yeah. because an idea in their head, which they don't either like or they don't have any skill set. Opportunities have to be a combination of like access and ability. So if if you want to create access, you have to gain ability. Like you said with school. If you want to be a top attorney, then an attorney, then you've got to create the ability by going to the school and stuff. Well, that takes I mean I mean lots of people that want to go to Wall Street, they start in middle school to go to Harvard, then to get hired on there. It's not like and then when they go, they start working as, as an intern for free on wall street for a year or two, then they get a crappy position. So the lifespan on creating ability is huge. I mean, it was for me, I didn't know. I mean, when we started even investing in real estate and sales, I mean, my, when I started sales, I, I, I lost pretty much every, I, I couldn't sell anything. I mean, nothing.
1: But I do think that like, like you're saying the education to get like I just related back to with you when I left there, and I was like, okay, I I realized I didn't know enough, and I realized to get to where I want to go, which was earning more money, having a life of my like being able to control my time and being able to grow in, infinitely, um, financially in every any other way. Um, I realized that you guys had that in a certain capacity. I don't think I realized how much you guys had that. But I realized that you guys had that capacity and I was like, I just want to be around that. And I think a lot of people um, get uncomfortable or they settle back. They default. Yes. And because it's also like, yeah, you're going to make less money. It's going to be harder. It's way more work and it might not work. Comfortable. Yeah. But over those four years though, it's not like you guys gave me anything. I was just around you enough to realize what you guys were doing. And learn, I just, it's not like you sat me down and said, okay, today, Rock, the lesson is this. It was uh, like, you no, ask I just- questions, you Well, and I just and watched learned. how you guys yeah. thought. Like, yeah. you guys just think different than most people. And then I was able to overlay that on my opportunities.
0: Yes. Right? Because yes.
1: you guys don't do any e-commerce. No. Before me.
0: But, and, and, and this is a great point. So what Rock's talking about here, you have to understand that these principles of investing, wealth, opportunities, they are- Across the board, yeah. It's, no, you
1: guys didn't teach me anything specific. No. no, you you gave me the principles of wealth and and money and finance. You guys gave me like a PhD in money, yeah. and and not just I don't want to say money because it's it's like the whole foundation, it's like the,
0: how the system works. Yeah, how
1: everything works. How everything works. And um, you could say, well, how do you know how everything works? It's like, well, you look at somebody's results. AJ's results show for themselves. Go look at his Instagram. Like it's not like it's not like you're flashy. But you can realize, oh, this this is the results that I want. And yeah, it's not like there's a check mark. It's like, oh, is this how the person that I want to be lives? Yes. And yeah, when the principles that you guys had of reinvesting, of understanding certain financial numbers. Like I talked to my banker this morning. I talked to my accountant the other day. He they both said the same thing in a different way. It's like, oh yeah, most of my like, if not all my clients don't look at the numbers the way you do. And I'm like, I'm twenty-five years old and I I'm I'm like, dude, give me my financials. I need to look at this. And it's not that I, it's not an ego thing that I'm looking at them for. It's like, no, I need to read them. I need to, I need understand. to understand. And I do read, and like I can read a PNL now, because I spent so much time. Yeah. Just look, like it's not like, like you never showed me a PNL and said, well, you kind of did actually. Yeah. You would sit down with me and like show me how to read it. And if you don't understand how to read a PNL, you're not going to build a business. You just won't.
0: Because everybody needs to remember, money is resource. So understanding how to control resources, yeah,
1: allocate capital,
0: allocate capital, create, and then you have everything from managing people, creating systems, which is something you're teaching yeah, me now. Exactly. Exactly.
1: But yeah, I overlaid those principles on a completely different business model and built it into a multimillion dollar business, which is, that's insane. There's no handholding. There was none of that.
0: And no one should expect
1: it. Too. No, then that's what but, I'm trying to get yes. at is like, there's no, there's no equal outcomes here. You need to, if you're starting from nothing, you need to, the best way, the best way I think, and I would tell most people is to find somebody that you want to be like and who has the results you want, not just looks like the results you have. I know a lot of guys that look like they have the result, but, and I can tell in like a 10 minute conversation if they have it or not,
0: cause they don't know what they're,
1: they don't know what they're talking about or, and, and I, you look, you gotta look at the whole picture. How does their family look? How does their business look? How do they look? And you put it all together and I think that when you can find one person that can kind of, it, it would be hard to find somebody with all of those um, that would give you the time of day. Um, but if you can find somebody that you can mold and learn from, give them value and then start to learn. Don't ask them like, hey, teach me this. You got to learn through observation. That's why I wanted to work for you for free yeah. because it's like, dude, I'll just help you. And I'll just there's on the there way. is
0: a cost to knowledge, and it's hefty. Yeah. Usually, yeah. you they I mean there's a reason the top banks in the world. I mean, cost of knowledge is either paid through there. It's not either. It's paid in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's paid through time. It's paid through failing. Yeah. It's paid through trials and errors. And it's paid for doing what it takes. Yeah. And it, you have to be able to surround yourself by people that are not only improving themselves, but making themselves better. And I just high performers, like high performers, because the number one thing from how to start when you're a nobody is finding mentors. Oh, I I, I don't care who you
1: are. It blows my mind sometimes. Like I've had a couple conversations with friends where I'm like, and it's probably because they're friends where I've, I've offered them to come work for me for a low rate. I'm not going to pay you what, what uh, Intuit or these other companies, like bodybuilding.com is going to pay you. I'm not. But you're going to work directly with me, who's built this company from nothing, and I'm going to show you how I did it. And then you're going to help me keep going. And they will choose to not make like 10, 15, 20 grand a year less because they think they're worth that rate. But to me, they're not worth that rate. I'll find somebody else. Like... That's the problem. Like, you got to have a perspective to understand you're disposable until you're not. When you're not disposable, like the company will, li- like, I would acknowledge that and pay you what you're worth. But there's a, your, the value of knowledge can be given um, at a decreased price for the information.
0: Well, it's easy. Just go pay for a course. Right. And then you get it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and like, like, you guys did not pay me. Like, it was not an impressive wage. And I didn't, I, like, honestly, it didn't even, I didn't care at all. Like literally it was the last thing on my mind. Oh, how much money am I making? And dude, all my friends were at college, like, like graduating, getting their jobs. I didn't care at all because it was a, it was a stepping stone on my path to where I wanted to go and I needed it to understand.
0: You know, this comes down to, you you look when, you know, my background in sales we have a long tail sales cycle. So B two B business is not like it's not like you're knocking door selling stuff. It's about relationship building, and it's and two, it has a huge knowledge gap. So because you have to understand all sorts of different because you're dealing with insurance and and businesses that are operating lots of employees. You have to manage you know this this capital when they're self funded. There's lots of risk. It, it's there's this huge gap, and the sales cycle on these things are massive. So when I started, we lived off my wife's tips and wages that she made working at the Chinese restaurant on the side of our apartment, which was in an auto body shop because we only had one car that I had to use to go make sales. But we did this for three years and I was like making nothing. And it was ever i just i mean it was yeah it didn't make anything right and uh, um uh, i slowly started to get <laughs> that up and to start building but it trained us really well on those things that the front end effort to build anything is all you know if you want to put a down payment on a property you got to get the money first and then when you get the money you're buying a duplex and it makes you $200 a door and you said well, this. What did he do this
1: for? But at the moment, though, it does matter. Like you're like, damn, two hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. and and that's the thing is is you're right. If you you will only really value it if you start with the bare minimum. Like if somebody handed you all that money and said, okay, here you can go start and start buying, you would never you would lose it. You'd because, lose it. You'd fail because you would not value what it took to start from nothing and really crawl your way up.
0: Well, and and this is stuff that you don't learn in school. You, oh, no. you can't be taught. It because even it Ivy
1: League school like
0: you, Yeah, no, 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 it doesn't it, it's not that's
1: not how it works. It's a mentality, not yeah. necessarily a like a a cra- accreditation or accreditation or whatever that is. It,
0: it's because you have to build. And when you build, you don't build things the same every time. So, what they put in that textbook that you're now reading from 4 years ago first of all is probably irrelevant, but it's also you're deleting case studies that can never be replicated. This is important to know. Their opportunities, timing, everything was different. So how you start from nothing is first of all, go to market. Like get going.
1: When get some work experience. Get some work experience.
0: I work And ideally
1: for... in an industry. Like yes. talk about your because you got, in in an industry that you see yourself growing into, because that's where you'll notice the opportunity. Yeah,
0: I, I started an industry that I wanted to go to because I wanted to be, you know, this big wig sales guy working on B2B sales with these big companies or anything like that. So I started at Aflac, and I was a receptionist that sat in there, yeah, and um, I was supposed to process claims when people did it. I was horrible. And so um, they, you know, my, my boss came to me. And it's like, AJ, you're the worst receptionist we've ever had. But all the clients like you, so why don't we put you in front of them, right? I made no money. I sat by myself and tried not to fall asleep. I mean, we're talking claims on insurance of, like, I mean, it could not be more boring, right? And I sat there, and I sat there for months and months on end, paid nothing and I'd shift claims in there. Right. Well, then from there, I got to do some sales stuff with Affleck. Then I got hired by a local brokerage company where I followed this guy around. Right. That was in the city where a college towns, my wife, wife was working and I followed him everywhere. And I just literally did what he said. He, I'm trying to remember, he paid me like nothing, <laughs> but, but it, and so this is playing out as I'm working. I'm trying to learn, I'm shadowing, right. You're figuring it out. And I could have done so much better if I just would have went and got a job that would have paid me more, like most people I know.
1: But but you you were able to notice the opportunities when they presented themselves if, and jump If you jump sacrifice
0: into... in the short, if if you don't sacrifice in the short term, so you go to that you best sacrifice job, the long you sacrifice the future. Yeah.
1: And like for me, I I, uh, I ended up dropping out. This is before I got my degree. Dropped out in at like 18, 19, because I couldn't afford to go to school. Didn't have any money. And I started working at bodybuilding.com in this call center from 3.30 to midnight, taking calls and doing chats. And it was it was a decent job. Like I like working out. It was fun. I had a bunch of friends that worked there and it was good experience because I got to really understand customer service. And when Ryan DeLuca was running that company, it was a really good company to work for. But dude, I mean, I'm making like 13, 14 bucks an hour. So it's nothing. And what I was doing is 3.30 to midnight. Well, I'd wake up early And then I'd go to these real estate meetups and then I'd go work out and then I'd get ready for my day and then I'd go to do my 3.30 midnight shift. That was my day. And uh, the real estate meetups would be like 9 to 10 a.m. And it started with my realtor, my now realtor. He was running the meetups and my dad. They they would go to those meetings together. And my dad calls it his therapy because he had just gotten divorced, lost his house. Like It would just be him and Cameron. And uh, over time, that group grew to a couple more people. And then my dad's like, you should start going to these. You should learn about real estate investing. And so I started to go and I just, and it, it grew from like three to four to five to six people. And one day, this dude in a suit comes in and he really knows what he's talking about. He's talking about self storage and he's talking about all these uh, properties that he owns. And it becomes a QA on all these dudes asking AJ a bunch of questions. And then after, do you remember, I was like, oh, dude, can we meet up sometime? I want to ask you more or talk to you some more. And that moment, like, dude, imagine if I hadn't. Like, hadn't they gone to that meetup?
0: And it, and that's perfect. It action is what creates consistent an, consistent over the long term. Dude, I
1: went to like a hundred of those meetings
0: because most. And you went to one. Yeah, I went to one. I never went again. You never I, went I, again. I never went again.
1: Just like yeah. you guys need to I went to it. I went to hundreds, like probably a hundred meetings, for like two years straight. I went to a meeting every week, and AJ went to one meeting.
0: Realized, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I got to get, you know, and then I just... <laughs> and
1: I realized, oh, I need to be with that guy. Like, that's how crazy this is. And this was five years ago.
0: You know, and it's... And I don't think...
1: Dude, I haven't talked to you... Like, sorry to cut you off, but I haven't talked... Like, I've talked to you every... At least every week since.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: That's insane.
0: That is insane. And I think the reason why, too, or why this is important is because when you're in the moment... So when you don't know what to do and you don't oh, know to start, you got to realize that... Although we hear these great entrepreneur stories, I sat in my in my garage one day and I realized, I'm going to make Instagram. Well, that's not how it works at all. First of all, Instagram wasn't Instagram. It was a really crappy app that didn't do anything good, but it had one little part of it that was photos. And so then they pivoted. Everybody, I don't care who you are. I was starting out an in international business. It, it, you're never the you can't see the opportunities. So you have to go out and create. Based upon faith that action will lead to opportunities coming down your pipeline. I I never guessed that I would be in self storage, and self storage saved my financial life. I never, obviously, guessed that I would have become a paraplegic, you know, and have to learn how to walk and eat and everything again. And then I just, you don't know that. So it causes, you have to be taking consistent action in a in a direction without a definitive end in sight. And you have to be ready to pivot when good opportunities present themselves, even if it's a sacrifice.
1: Yeah. And I think that the difference here though, is like, you need to take action in the right direction and you will only know the right direction. If one, you have a really competent education, which I mean, Let's just keep it real. Yeah. Most people don't have a competent education. So you need to find somebody that has the education and learn from them. And that's like – I keep relating to the story with AJ and I because it – like literally it's like that – like it's so – like it's a, such an equal sign to, okay, meet AJ. Okay, learn these things. And 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 I want to be clear. I wasn't leeching off AJ. I was trying to give him as much as I could, which literally I didn't have much. But I think I started helping him with social media stuff. Yeah. And then I just helped uh, just whatever I could figure out, right? You were doing a supplement company at the time. I was trying to help you with that and just bring as much value as you can to people that you recognize you should be around because people that know, people that you want to be like, and that you, what, that have the direction you want to go in, they don't want to be around you. They don't really have a reason to be. Let's just keep it real. Like they, there's no reason for them to be around you because if there was, you guys would probably have already encountered each other in some way and be working in some capacity. So you need to, if you have nothing, look at what they're doing, all right? And this is what I did. I was like, okay, what's this guy doing? How can I help him in any way? Offering free labor is help, but sometimes your free labor is not worth anything and it's actually more of a nuisance. So just, I think I even just did it. Like, I think I just started doing stuff and I would try and find ways If you're starting from nothing and you find that person or you find even, dude, I think I've, I mean, AJ is not the only person I've met with. I've, I met with dozens of entrepreneurs and business owners.
0: And we still do. This is an ongoing practice too. This isn't a, I mean, this should be set up as part of your mode of operations.
1: And sometimes I meet with them once and it's like not a good fit, not a good rapport. And other times I meet with them every other week. Like, um, Brett, uh, he owns Boise premier. I mean, we don't have any similar industry. But me and Brent meet consistently, maybe a, a couple months, every couple of months, every month, yeah. and we just talk about business. And like, it's it's good to get that perspective and just uh, well, cre- it, it's
0: it you it shows you opportunities that you haven't already seen. When we started looking around for whether it's a different business, whether it's obviously the first thing you do is you go surround yourself by those that are doing it. You start to, because most of the time, what you think the reality of the situation is, it is not. Right. I mean, even look how I thought about it. When I was in sales, I thought that I was my own boss. I thought that I was financially free, everything, only to realize, no, I'm not at all. I have a lot of bosses. I have to work to earn my money. And so we had to pivot. Yeah. And we had to pivot big. We'd never done real estate.
1: How did you How did you realize the that that specific niche in real estate would yield that specific result? Or did you even notice? Did you kind of just have a hint and then... It happened. Well,
0: so first you know what of I'm all, saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. So first of all, I I don't know that there's anybody that's tried more things than me, and I I will if I think if something you do meets try a lot of ideas. The scratch yeah. test, I do it, but then too, I'll, I'll 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 end it quickly if it's not going. But if it does work, I'll dive all in, and that's what led us to storage. So we wanted to be, um, we needed tax benefits from our sales income because. We were just destroyed. We lost 50 cents on the dollar because uh, that's how it worked. And uh, then uh, we needed, so they're like, okay, how about real estate? And at first it was like, well, I don't want to be dealing with people. Let's look at the storage facility. And, and okay, well, that doesn't have people in it. So we went that route.
1: Was that really the thought process? Is you don't want to deal with that? That really people? was. Because Ron hates toilets. Kind, is that of, kind of it.
0: Yeah. It was like, it's it's simple right? But two, we were doing a horrible job because that was our mentality coming in. But we started doing it and we realized the opportunity because we were on the business side. You overlaid the business principles onto storage. And so we took what we thought, okay. And that was when the aha moment came in and we said, all right, now that we've been doing this thing, I can see opportunity. If we wouldn't have taken that leap and tried it. And once again, we lost money on our first deal we wouldn't have seen the opportunity. So our knowledge cost us, right? It cost us on that first deal, but what we took was worth so much than we could replace, put that into the next deal. And then every time we slowly got better as we started building out. And then as you're, as you're building out infrastructure, as you're trying to build out this vehicle, right? That will take you somewhere. First of all, Rock's analogy of the repetitive, consistent, that's all a wealth vehicle is, is it does one thing and it repeats it depending on the speed, things like that, whether you're selling goods, services, all that. Um, but we saw the opportunity. So we worked really hard and said, hey, this fits us really well because we like operations. We love business operations, right? Right. Um, I don't want, I, I, we didn't really understand multifamily for some reason. It just didn't click, but because of the, the, how you operate a storage facility that just, it clicked with us. So we went down that route. We chose to not go down a whole bunch of other ones, but it was the action that created the opportunity. And even though it, it, it didn't produce a. Uh, it's not like we're like, oh, I hit gold and now I'm successful. That's not how it worked. We lost on our first deal. We had to sell off a few other ones that weren't good. And it it was a process that it took us and we just kept at it and at it and at it going in a direction. But the premise that I started out with was totally wrong. So my premise in self-storage to build a self-storage empire was I was going to buy 25 small little facilities strung around little towns all over Um, it, it's, it's a circle basically around the Northern Rockies, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. That was my entire premise. We learned very quickly that would never work because the the operational expense and the economics of it wouldn't work. So we sat down and then we had a come to Jesus moment, um, yeah, yeah, or well, as my barber says, um, "Ginger Jesus," that's what they call me, because uh, <laughs> I I have a red beard. Um, and so we we sat down, and it was like, listen, this isn't going to play out how we wanted it to. Is there opportunity? Should we take it? Should we pivot, or should we scrap and move on? Which we already knew the things that we, the reasons we got into it was good. And those were still there, but we had to completely change the route we were going. And we pivoted and we built it out more infrastructure and then tried, started to scale up.
1: So like learning on the job, like you need to, like find some, like whether you have a thesis or whether you can learn from somebody, you got to get started without those paths and then start to learn on the job to recognize the opportunities. And we
0: paid a lot of people. So we were paying feasibility studies to tell us if, Hey, we had these ideas but one thing that I really knew was that I didn't know a lot. And so I would call people and we would line them up and say, what are we not seeing here? What are we missing? And so we do things on feasibility studies in real estate that shows whether the project will be feasible or not. Well, we were paying fifteen grand to people to tell us if we were right or wrong, and we would debate and try to understand their numbers. And so we were paying for this education as we were going through it and scrounging it up. We didn't think we knew everything. We didn't think that we could figure it out on our own. But see, none of those
1: things. That mentality and like the process you just described, combined with the timing, because here's the thing: they, like let's just twenty ten to twenty fourteen the storage industry was not what it is today in those, no. in that time. No, it's like not. the facilities you bought for a million dollars back then are probably worth 10 times that amount. Yeah.
0: If it was today, I, I don't know that we would do it. You
1: couldn't mm-hmm. like yeah. let's, it,
0: it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do it into it. I would go like that because the, the market opportunity completely... didn't. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't get into storage or anything, but no. where I was at That's in my saying. life with what I was needing to accomplish in to that do, moment, in that moment, that opportunity worked really well. So but two, it's important to understand that the opportunity wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. So I had it You had in to my roll mind. with the punches. I had to roll with the punches. We had to completely change, sell off our properties. We had to almost reinvent ourselves along the way. And too many people get stuck on what they think is their vision.
1: You it's, gotta roll no, with it.
0: This is my idea. This is my business, and it has to be like this. And you're like, well, the customers don't care. Nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares how that it should be a certain way, right? Like you wanted to start and focus. I wanted to sell t-shirts. T-shirts, right, and dude?
1: I'm selling the complete opposite. I was, I was going to say the same thing, and I keep pivoting out of what I wanted, and it's not because I wanted it. It's because what the market's telling me, what the customers want, and it's what what's getting results. Yeah. And I think that. Time with timing, like with coronavirus, home gyms have exploded, and that gym industry is going to keep growing. I'm v- very uniquely positioned to take advantage to take advantage and continue to not. I'm not even pivoting. I'm just continuing to grow in the where I was going, and that's an opportunity specific to me um, because I have the foundation laid exactly like what you guys did. Yeah.
0: So perfect example. This is a great example right now. I have you know, maybe more capital and resources than Rock does. But I don't have that opportunity. And I would never go do it because I would fail. Even though, no, I think even though a normal person would be like, oh, of course you would succeed at it because you have the capital and the resource. That's not true. I wouldn't. I
1: would fail. Industry knowledge, branding, like just, you, the things just that you, all certain, well the things, the that things, things I've done for out, five years. You've yeah.
0: created a platform right. just like I have in self-storage. And so you have a vehicle that can take you there. I, if I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity, I have to build a vehicle, right? So when you're looking at what you want, first of all, you need to have to really be clear on the direction you had. The key is not to give up on goals. The key is be, to be flexible on how you get to the goal.
1: See, we should talk about this. Uh, me and AJ are going to start another business and uh, it's, it's not outside of my core comp. It's not outside of our core competencies, I do a lot of manufacturing stuff and I think we should talk about it because we are starting something with no industry knowledge with no um, what we did is we looked at certain businesses in the in- industry and saw a lot of potential and a lot of problems with the exi- and why I'm t- why I'm saying this real quick is so that you can uh, you listeners can learn from our thought process of looking at this
0: right now, right now. as we're doing, because
1: we're in the same spot that you would be in looking yes. at it. Um, there's a higher barrier to entry because it's it is manufacturing. We would have to have there's a lot of moving parts, and there's a lot of margin. There's profit margin. The core competencies of our e-commerce of my e-commerce experience, I can overlay on this business, and AJ with his sales abilities. And just business de- development up op- uh, abilities um, can bring in a certain aspect where we can start to work on um, other business, like other ways of selling this product. Channels, other building channels. out
0: channel uh, channels of distribution.
1: Yeah, and I think that obviously we would be st- we're starting at ground zero. No, the, we'll we'll have a little bit of capital, but our goal is to pre-sell our idea, get one prototype, and pre-sell our idea. And then,
0: before you just hold on, just said this is really important. It's it's a view that both me and you hold. Capital doesn't solve problems, yeah. because most of the time, capital kills problems or kills businesses because they're not set up for the growth that they are, and they collapse underneath it. So, capital covers mistakes. Capital covers cracks in business models, and it makes a business looks successful when it's really not. So we're very, but we believe in bootstrapping and creating it right. And from the ground up continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think that, uh, um, with, with capital constraints, then you're able to see, okay, does this idea work or not? Um, really quickly. Really. And if, if it doesn't work, you can see where it's not working.
0: And so you can see if you can solve that yeah, or and pivot, or to, if it's, you don't have those opportunities, you don't, right. really, there, it, it becomes clear. But, Knowing but, when to quit, quit is also important.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think like, if you can pre-sell a product in like the first week of having it to your ideal customer, or even to any customer, I mean, you have something that that's a sign if you sold and that's not friends or family, that's a sign that, okay, you have something that somebody wants. How do you scale that? And you can scale that through an online entity or direct sales, whatever it is. But the idea with this is that there's characteristics of this business that we can recognize as opportunistic and we can overlay them with our existing skills and then leverage those to try and kickstart a business that could be something.
0: So you mix the ability once again with the access. Yeah,
1: access and opportunity and... That's kind of how we're approaching it. Um, I think that.
0: But we're literally learning like the basics. Like I, I, I like we're learning the basics of the product, things like that. I mean, we don't have specialized knowledge in this product, but due to our due to other knowledge, it created the opportunity.
1: Yeah, we we could just see the oppor- like we could see. Here's the thing: if there's margin and there's a competitor being able to 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 win in that marketplace. There's no reason you can't take that competitor's market market share unless you're bad at marketing. And if you're bad at marketing, just get better at marketing. Like that's, it's, it's, there's no fluff around it. I could sell you a course on it, but no, you literally just need to outrank them on Google and out beat them on Facebook ads and get better influencers and uh, have a better product. Okay. That's your checklist, right? And that's different for e-commerce versus self-storage or versus real estate or whatever else. But the principles are the same. And so... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how we're thinking about that that business. And uh, I think it's going to work. I think that there's a a lot of kinks in the way and there's a lot of problems to work through because it's completely foreign. Outside of the sales of uh, how we're going to sell it, um, we need to figure out all the other aspects, which if you're not familiar with getting a checklist done, you just write your top three to five things to do that day and you work on those things until they're done. And if they're not done that day, you failed the day and like start over. Start over. And to this right. is a
0: really important principle you're talking about right here, though, too, that I, I, I want to hit on. We, when you're looking for opportunity, he mentioned on this business, the opportunity that we saw, the opportunity came from doing so much on the other side. So the opportunity isn't correlated with our work, but the work created the the knowledge to see the opportunity. So when most people are starting out, because I know I've been there, sitting there, you know like just my mind racing and what's the next big thing what's my opportunity what do i want you to go and do you look at what other people are doing you look at other people then you mimic but then all of a sudden you're like i can't mimic it because they have specialized knowledge so what happens is once i got started that all of a sudden starts to bring knowledge and that knowledge and that action produces opportunity so don't get that mixed up. Don't think opportunity it comes to you. It's created through action and it's created through action that's specific to you. Somebody else doesn't hand you an opportunity, right? I didn't hand Rock an opportunity. He did action, which created opportunity. And then he came, learned a lot and overlaid that with opportunities he had. He didn't follow me and go into self-storage. That's really important to understand. Well, and
1: and I, I wouldn't, I'd love to do self-storage, but see, here's the thing. For me to go do self storage, I have to go do the ten years of work that AJ just did. It makes a lot more sense to, for me to get good at what I'm good at, and who knows, it might be I'm I'm good at self. I can understand yeah. self storage, but or would would it make more sense to do what I'm really good at and then come to you and do self storage with you? Yeah. That's that's where a business partnership makes sense, yeah. where um, there's mutual benefit and you're doing what you do best. There's no, don't do something that you're not going to be the best at because there's somebody that is the best at it that will beat you.
0: Yeah. You have to be passionate about it. You have have to want to do it.
1: In some form. In some form. Exactly. Because- Think about it. I just
0: said be passionate about self-storage. Right. 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 So
1: you're passionate about what it yields for you. Yes. And I'm
0: I'm passionate about what it does and how it works. I'm not passionate about roll-up doors. Right.
1: Right. And I think that um, if- if anybody takes anything away from this, it's like, okay, if you get started, it's really just about action, consistency, and recognizing the opportunities. Everything else, you can kind of put the puzzle pieces in place to go down that route. And don't just think that because you got one opportunity, don't burn bridges. If you, if you got an opportunity out of one thing, don't think that there, that's the only opportunity to get out of it. Because I, I think about it and there's, we're constantly doing stuff. And I uh, just think about the conversation we had earlier. People that burn bridges, I think that you ruin not only future opportunities, but you regress because you just cut off so much and uh, it'll affect you down the road. That and and you need you everything realize. you can
0: get and you need every resource you can get. And I think, it, you know, for me, if you're going to leave with one thing, it, it would kind of go back once again to what we talked about on action, you know, combined with, foresight, it's okay if you don't know what you're doing, right? Now- Align people with core values. Surround yourself with mentors, but get going because, and don't be afraid to sacrifice—or not, don't be afraid to. You need to be able to sacrifice in the short term for the long term. That is just a hundred percent necessary. That doesn't matter how much money you have. Every new venture, you're sacrificing in the short term for the long term. So, hey everybody, that was awesome. Um, Obviously, me and Rock are really passionate about this because we still are doing it every single day. And so it's important for us to understand what makes it work and what doesn't so we can be successful in the future. We hope that makes you successful in the future. If you liked it, give us a five-star and a good review, guys. Um, We're also, we take calls for you guys. If you give us a five-star and a good review, Go to the site, Cashflow of Freedom, email us that you gave us a good review or whatnot. We do 15-minute calls with people. So if you're looking at getting started, want some advice, or want to just talk, um, go for it. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number 2 freedomcom or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.